Good morning. You guys look very calm. <laughs> I don't know if that's what's true or not, but your bodies look good. <laughs> you look super settled, super spiritual. <laughs> I had a bit of a rocky night. I think I'm still on California time. So if I sound slow and mellow, that's why. But I hope you all slept somewhat well. I know it's interesting being in a new place and getting used to a new bed and sounds and not having your phone, <laughs> which we'll have a ceremony around in a little bit. But this morning, I just want to help you settle into a practice that could be useful today. Some real tools to, to use when you feel like, what am I doing? Why am I here? Am I doing this right? Um, some really basic first foundation breath, body, sound practices. But first I want to invite you, I don't know if you're feeling pressure or sort of um, like you have a goal to achieve, maybe today or this week, but I just want to invite you to let this retreat or maybe just even today, be for you. An opportunity to get to put down, if you can, how busy the mind can be, how much we can fall into um, being influenced by what's going on around us. And just allowing yourself, giving yourself this opportunity to just put it down for a little while. It's an invitation for a break. I know that sometimes when my mind gets going, I forget that I have a little bit of choice in the matter. I forget that this practice gives us that choice. And part of what we're learning is how to recondition, decondition the mind from overthinking. And how we do that is by establishing and stabilizing into an anchor or a home base, like Rebecca was talking about last night. So we're retraining, we're training the mind to learn how to, as I like to put it, sit and stay. I don't know if any of you have dogs in here have ever trained a puppy or ever seen a puppy, but our mind can be a lot like a puppy. And it wants to chase and follow and smell and sniff and get up and get down and run and bite and nibble and pee and poop and, and do all these, and chew and all of these things that wreak havoc in our lives. Who here has ever had a puppy? So you guys know what I'm talking about. They wreak havoc. But when we train our puppy, I've had a lot of puppies, and I really like them after a year old. <laughs> they're cute before that, but they're kind of a pain. So our minds are like, they have the possibility of being a well-trained dog. 
that knows how to sit, sit and stay when you need it to, when you want it to, that doesn't fall prey to every squirrel and chicken bone that comes across its path. <laughs> so I know that's like a really weird metaphor, but for me it works because it's the repetition It's asking the puppy kindly and gently over and over again to sit and stay, to come back to what you're actually asking it to do, this idea of wise effort. Right now, right now, I'm just going to be here. Right now, I'm just going to sit and stay. And when when our minds learn how to do that, It's the kind of mind we want to hang out with. It's much more gentle. It's much easier. That mind doesn't end up in the pound. That puppy that tears stuff apart and poops and pees everywhere usually ends up in the pound. So here we are with this mind that maybe isn't trained yet. Some of you have been working at it for a while. Maybe it is. But just like when we look at a cute little puppy... You know, it's like we don't want to judge it or be unkind to it or cruel to it. It doesn't know yet what to do. So we're going to help it. We're going to train it. We're going to teach it. So that, too, is how it would be nice to treat our minds today. We're going to ask it over and over to return, to be here. And if it's not, watch the judging. Watch the way that you might be unkind to yourself. There's a huge myth that I want to debunk that I don't know how to meditate because I think too much. We're not trying to get the thinking mind to stop. That's what our minds do. Good thing, right? Good thing. This building was built because somebody thought about it. What we want to pay attention to is the relationship that we have to that thinking mind. So first, allowing ourselves today is really going to be about slowing down, arriving, stabilizing. This afternoon, we're going to have a Q&A period that if stuff's really coming up for you today while you're learning to sit and stay, please come to that Q&A period. It's, um, it's on the schedule. It's at 4.20. So anything that comes up while you're experimenting with this and you have a question, please come. Your question will be useful to others. And if you're not the kind of person that likes to speak in public, then maybe somebody else's question will be useful for you. And in the afternoon after, before that, 3.45, is our loving kindness, our metta sit. So like I said, if you're having a hard time being kind to yourself while learning to sit and stay, that's a, it's actually an imperative sit to come to. I'm going to ask that everybody comes to that um, guided metta sit. Um, one more thing that I want to mention before we actually do the practice. Um, 
is we do have a note board uh, uh, for both yogis, staff, and teachers, for all three, um, out in the hallway. I'm sure you've noticed it. Please check that board for notes that we might leave for you. We'll, we will always be checking it. You'll notice because the note will be gone that we've gotten your note. Um, but please check that board because um, we will be leaving some of you notes at different various times. And also, as Rebecca mentioned yesterday, uh, that we will start having our practice meetings um, in groups tomorrow. People who haven't been on retreat before will be tomorrow, and then after that will be others. So know that you will have an opportunity to speak to a teacher more closely than the large group. Thank you. At the 10 o'clock sit, Alex is going to be um, giving instructions on posture. So if you're which none of you, none of you are wiggling. It's really interesting. <laughs> you guys all seem really comfortable. Uh, he will be helping anybody that needs to, you know, that's having a hard time in their bodies and in their posture and trying to find the right cushion and the right bench and the right chair and all those things. Um, he will help uh, guide you through some, some uh, he'll talk about it at the beginning of the sit and at the end if people want to stay and have individual care. Um, he will do that also. So we are we are here for you in every way possible. <laughs> so puppies. <laughs> Allowing yourself to find a posture now that works for you. Knowing that <clears throat> as you sit, the comfort level might change, but let's sit with that experience. And really finding a posture, if you can, and an attitude that's not too rigid and forced and sharp. but that's also not too relaxed and easeful and sleepy. So seeing if you can find that point in between where the intention is to stay awake, stay present, And it's always really good first to just notice that you're here. So in any way that feels right to you, maybe it's through feeling your bottom on your cushion or chair. Really letting your body connect to that and land. Feeling the contact, feeling the pressure.
Sometimes it's helpful to feel your hands. The contact of them on your legs or in your lap. Feeling the warmth. Maybe there's a vibration. Maybe you can feel the air, the temperature on the backs of your hands. Sometimes it's easier to connect with the feet. Just really allowing yourself to sense into them. What do your feet feel like right now? Just settling into your whole body. Landing, arriving. And then allowing your belly to soften and let breathing happen. It's been happening the whole time, but now just noticing that breathing is happening. You don't need to change it or manipulate it or do anything to it. Just paying attention. And for some, you might feel the breath the strongest in your belly, the rising and the falling, or in the chest area. For some, it's strongest maybe at the nostril or upper lip area. So just notice right now where you feel breathing. And using that spot, maybe it's your nostrils, your upper lip, your chest, your belly, as this 
home base as this place to return to, to land. When the mind gets busy, when the puppy starts to chase something, this gentle reminder, this remembering to return, to come back, to sit and stay. For some of us, sitting with and using the breath as an anchor or a place to return can feel easy to do and graspable. For others, connecting to the whole body or parts of the body, sensations in the body are easier. So the invitation to use that if that seems more graspable for you, something that you can return to, maybe the hands, the feet, the bottom on the cushion. And then for some of us, hearing or sound is something that helps keep us awake to the present. So just asking all of you now to switch your awareness to sound. 
even the sound of silence. So seeing what you notice in the hearing sense. Just let your awareness land there for a few moments. Over and over again, as the mind engages, has ideas and thoughts and memories and plans, knowing that that's all part of the process, it's totally okay. But the invitation is to write when you notice, to return back to a place that's not as fleeting, it's a little more stable. Return back to sensations in your body. Or your breathing. Or sounds. Whichever one works for you. But if you can, try to pick one so that there can be confidence in the stabilization.
So just checking in, where are you right now? And if you've gone away, the invitation to return. And finding that spot to return to.
I just want to normalize a little bit um, that day one and even into day two of retreat can feel like a lot of work. You know, we've come from very busy, moving forward, overthinking lives. Maybe not all of you, but most of us. And then suddenly it's like we run into a wall, right? And it's like, okay, stay still. But everything else, the, the external world might look very still and quiet, but internally we're still kind of moving forward. So if today you notice that you're extra sleepy, you know, take a nap when you can. Really allow yourself that break. Um, if you notice, it also helps if you're feeling extra sleepy and having a hard time staying awake during sits. It's okay to open your eyes and maybe just glance a little bit in front of you um, so you're not looking around the room creeping people out. But your, your eyes are open. It can help keep you awake. And also standing is um, often used if we're feeling super tired. So it wouldn't be weird at all for you to stand up in the hall because you feel like you want to take a little nap. But also know that today's a tired day for most people. Very normal. Today's a busy mind day. So if you're wondering why you can't meditate, you came on this retreat and what's going wrong, um, totally normal. Totally normal. And just keeping it simple. You know, there's, there's, you kind of can't do it wrong. All that needs to be remembered today is to, is to return. That's really all you need to do today. <clears throat> That's all. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> but just, like, let yourself off the hook that something needs to happen or that you, you know, you need to do something. It's actually an undoing that we're doing here. (laughs) That's probably not right to say it like that. (laughs) Some of you probably go to college, huh? (laughs) There's a better way to say that. But just give yourselves a break. I guess that's what I want to say the most is, you know, we're under under so much pressure all the time, and here you get to not do that. Feel your body. Let breathing happen. Hear the sounds. And carry that throughout your whole day. So now we're going to do the phone ceremony. Rebecca was talking last night about simplicity and how it's actually quite a gift and how it's a big part of the container here. So what this ceremony is really about is, I like to sort of switch the thinking sometimes about um, what I can't do versus what I get to do. So it's not about any sort of punishment or taking anything away, um, but really about this idea of renouncing those things that bind us, you know, of getting to, getting to hand over for some days um, this thing that you might be more attached to than you even realized. 
And this is a way to find out. And you're doing it in a very supportive environment with other people who are also doing it, people who care. And uh, seeing if we can sort of hold it in that way. You can also be upset about it (laughs) if you want to. (laughs) So we have this basket, this ceremonial basket. And we'll see, you know, the last time I did this ceremony a few retreats ago, uh, only about eight people raised their hands that said they wanted to turn their phones in, and then about 30 people ended up coming up to the basket. So maybe as you see your fellow yogis and your fellow sangha um, doing what you're doing or doing what you're thinking about doing, that it might encourage you. <clears throat> and uh, these phones are not disappearing. They will be in the manager's office. So if you need it, it's there for you. And then, you know, you will definitely see it at the end of the retreat if you don't need it in between. (laughs) It's not gone forever. So, um, this is a real ceremony, people. (laughs) I want to light candles and here, maybe we'll put the orchid or put a flower down, candles down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure, let's see how let's have an orchid. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so cell phones are not yet in the precepts. Um <laughs> But maybe, maybe someday <laughs> they will be. Um, and so this is our opportunity maybe to make a new tradition. And what we'll do is you can just, as you feel um, that you would like to, you can just walk, walk up the aisle, put your um, phone in the basket, uh, what I did, what we did the last time was bowing to this area, the teachers, the Buddha, whatever feels comfortable for you, and then bowing to your Sangha. Um, so turning and bowing. And I'm going to ring the bell lightly every time somebody comes, just to add a real like kicker to it. Um, and we've already had about six or seven people turn in their phones. So if you'd like to be part of the ceremony, fine to just come up and bow um, and then go back to your seat empty-handed, but knowing that your phone is already um, turned in and or essentially in the basket. Okay? So, may the ceremony begin. The first brave soldier. <laughs>
Yeah, thank you for that. <clears throat> Not to be taken lightly. So if you're still holding your breath, <laughs> allow yourself to breathe. So we're going to move into a walking period. And who here has done walking practice before? Okay, so a lot of you, that's great. Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a little bit about what I know about walking practice. Because the walking periods, as you'll notice... There's about as many of them as there are sitting periods. And there's a reason for that. It's not, walking is not, it doesn't say break slash walking. (laughs) It says sitting, walking, sitting, walking. Um, Because walking practice is just as important, just as useful, just as meaningful as your sitting practice. In the Buddha's instructions, when he's talking about the different postures for being mindful, the instructions are to be mindful when sitting, to be mindful when standing, to be mindful when walking, (laughs) to be mindful when laying. So we don't want to miss an opportunity while we're on retreat um, to learn how to condition this mind, like I was talking about, to learn how to, I don't want to overdo the puppy thing, but, you know, to learn how to sit and stay, to learn how to be here. So while we're walking, you know, a lot of times in life, very rarely are we sitting with our eyes closed while we're awake. It's just, it's not something that we do that often unless we're intentionally doing, you know, our daily practice or something like that. But we're often Walking, We're often moving through the world with our eyes open, looking around, taking in objects and senses and, and all of these things through our eyes, through our ears, through our bodies. So the walking practice is a really beautiful way of taking this concentrated ability to stay where we are while we're moving through the world, while our bodies are in motion. Now, how we do the walking practice is a bit different, for those of you who know, than when we're just typically walking through the world. Because there's this idea of um, there's actually nowhere to go. We're not going anywhere in this walking practice. There's no end goal or game. There's no destination. Um, So there's nowhere to go. There's no one to be. There's nothing to do. We're just walking. And how that's done... Um, I want to have everybody actually stand for a moment. I know you know how to walk. You probably learned that a lot of years ago. (laughs) But we're going to do meditation walking together. For those of you who may be standing right now or walking right now is not comfortable um, because your bodies just aren't in the place to do that or there's an injury, um, 
I'm happy to work with you on something different, um, but for for the majority of you, it, it seems right now that this is okay to stand. And so just closing your eyes for a couple of moments, allowing your bodies to feel this new posture. How gravity changed, balance changed. How the focal point of pressure is on our feet, the bottoms of our feet. And so just letting yourself feel into the bottoms of your feet, the contact that they have with the floor. how your arms are hanging at the side of your body, how your spine is helping you to stay erect. And whatever is going on right now is fine. If this is uncomfortable, if you'd rather be sitting, if you'd rather be lying, just noticing that. It's okay. And then what I'm going to ask you to do is to put all of your weight, so shifting your weight, shifting your balance into your right foot. As much of it as you can so that you can still stay standing. Taking pressure off of the left foot to the point where it almost lifts off the ground. So if possible, you might be able to lift that foot and move it forward to walk, to take a step, right? And we lose balance. (laughs) It's really strange when we're thinking about it a lot, when we're putting a lot of attention. And then shifting into the left foot, just all your weight into the left foot. Noticing how muscles engage, And because this is so habitual at this point in our lives, we don't really have to think about it too much. Shifting, seeing what all the weight off the right foot feels like, ready to take a step. And just noticing the cooperation that it takes from your mind, your body, all aspects of your body, from gravity and balance, to actually walk. And just shifting back and forth in that way, since we're not actually going to be walking right now in this room together, but just feeling the intentionality. What it takes to actually take one step. And so next what I'm going to ask you to do is Reopen your eyes if they're closed. And with the same watchfulness, sitting back down. But not just doing it like we're used to doing it, which is pretty much just it gets done and suddenly we're sitting. 
but paying attention to each part of your body and mind that are needed. So first, setting the intention that sitting is going to happen. And then what comes next? (laughs) What do you use next? You can just go at your own pace with this. But really paying attention to the transition. We're going to be transitioning a lot on this retreat from sitting to standing to walking to sitting and not missing any opportunity to pay attention. We get to do that. We're under... We're sort of in a little Petri dish for this retreat, really watching the experiment of the mind and the body and how they work together, how they influence each other. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.